0: our DT systems the wrap 1400 or 1400 if you like doing it that way but it's the wrap 1400 it's a collar that is super reliable ready to rock and it's super handy because you can hold it in your hand while you're shooting your shotgun during duck season so it's a cool unit for you and your dog come hunting season so that you've got control over any situation anything the dog throws at you during the hunt is right there easy and accessible bingo bango bongo if you don't want that one check out the H H201820. It's the DT Systems and it's dog tested. Dog tough. Hashtag man's best kennel. It's Gunner Kennels, baby. It's a kit. We had Addison on the, the podcast, a phenomenal dude, always innovating our industry. And one of the things that he brought up is it's a kit. It's not just the kennel itself. You've got the fan 2.0 for your summer, right? Like it's hot out. We got to keep that dog cool in wintertime. You've got the all weather kit keeps that core body temperature in there. So the dog doesn't have to work as hard to stay warm. They also have the magnetic door accessory that keeps that body temperature in there. And then the straps, everybody thinks like, Oh, I'll just go to Home Depot and get the cheapo straps. Well, listen, they developed these straps so that basically you can lift a VW bug with the two straps. So if you were to get in a car accident on the way to the duck blind or the training grounds, that dog is going to be beyond strapped and stay safe. Check it out. Gunner kennels, baby. Slide in the DMs. We'll hook you up. All right. Our number one asked question is revolving around horse fetch. Whether your dog drops the bumper or duck at the edge of the water, or you failed a few hunt tests because the dog monkeys with the birds or won't pick up a bird, let me help you help your dog. Bunch of different breeds, bunch of different personalities start to finish teaching you how to do it. Links in the description. What's going on, everybody? The sabbatical is over. Lone Ducks Gun Dog Chronicles is back and filled with some fun. I've got Kevin over here on the line. We are doing this a little differently than normal. As you may or may not know, I am living in Charleston, South Carolina for the winter, training the old gun dogs. And Kevin is back in the snowy great white north of Syracuse, New York and uh so we're doing this podcast remote giving it a whirl and we're gonna have some fun uh i'm pretty fired up because the whole time we've been off here there's been some cool stuff going down and i want to share it with you guys and talk with kevin about all the good stuff that's been going on with lone duck and the end of hunting season and some big things uh kev what's going on big fella
1: Living life, my man. Uh, enjoying a nice Johnny Walker Black this evening for a little uh, sabbatical talk. Um, I think you're having a little bit more excitement down south than I am up here. I did a little little uh, dogless hunting this weekend, though. That was pretty good. Um, well, what would you do? I killed two things this weekend. I bagged, <laughs> uh, <laughs> bagged a squirrel. Uh went out for a nice snowy squirrel hunt. That was kinda fun. Just get outside, do some hiking, uh put down some miles and had a nice squirrel lunch, actually. It was it was it was fun. Uh and a mouse. Bagged a mouse this weekend. Son of a gun out of, my, <laughs> out of my out of my basement. So it was a Congratulations. It was a killer Not weekend. Now Kevin,
0: how did you catch that mouse?
1: Not in a cool way, like a BB gun or something fun. Uh made a false wall. And uh, bagged them in a trap. It's killers, nice. killers kill. It's actually pretty good. <laughs> a shooter so, shoot.
0: <laughs> shooter shoot baby. So, have you ever seen the five gallon bucket of water, and you create a ramp up to a soda can or beer can smothered in peanut butter, and then the peanut butter can is on like a. Uh, I would say maybe like a clothes hanger wire. And so it can spin like a spit on a barbecue. Yeah. yeah. So the mouse climbs up the ladder, like crawls onto the beer can and it spins him and he falls into the water and uh, clearly can't get out. I always want to try that.
1: Yeah, that'd be worth trying. I mean, I, I keep telling, telling a buddy at work, I want to borrow his cat and, uh, you know, just a terrible idea. Yeah, but I nobody mean,
0: has a business. Nobody has a business where cats and the unspoken bond are the same. It Just doesn't exist.
1: That's true. But I've been I've been letting people know that we're having a occur at the house. Uh, nice. T- tell their friends. Good deal. Yeah, good man. deal. Well,
0: but, don't get too hungry, buddy, and, uh, <laughs> and eat a mouse. I hope you can go buy chicken if you're struggling. Yeah. No. No. We're we're good. We're good. 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 Well, so. Uh, couple things since our last podcast the last podcast was a stud of a podcast we had ron bame from the hunting dog podcast if you haven't tuned into that one man please do if this is your first time tuning into the gundog chronicles scroll on back buddy and listen to some of them we've got ira from mo marsh uh we had anthony farrell from fetching feathers um pit boss we've had some really cool guests and some q a dog training questions and it's it's been fun the first 15 episodes were a ton of fun we've got some repeat guests coming up to talk about their duck season their pheasant season their grouse season we've got some wildlife biologists lined up we've got some big name dog trainers and big name waterfowl hunters So the next 15 episodes should be lights out. Um, But let's get into the sabbatical. These puppies that Cruz delivered are so cool. So January 17th, almost five weeks ago, we had the puppies. Um, My girl, I co-owned Cruz with a great friend and client in the family that hosts us here, Uh, we delivered 12 healthy, happy puppies. And, dude, I got in that day. So I got here at, let's say, 3 in the afternoon. I drove all the way from New York to Charleston. I get in, and we have dinner, and I'm taking care of dogs, and I'm getting situated, and we go to bed. And I get a knock on the door and it's Ollie. And he's like, wake up. I'm like, oh, man, did I oversleep? Like, oh, I can't believe I overslept, right? Like, I'm just so exhausted from the drive and the traveling and the everything that you've got to do with dogs, you know, on the road that I'm I'm out of sorts. And he's like, nobody, we're having puppies. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Here we go. She was a little bit early, not much. You know, it's kind of. It was just like a day, right? Yeah, yes. But it's one of those things where when you got 12 puppies and, you know, maybe the first breeding took, like, you know, we were rough estimate 24 hours off. Right. But I still thought I had 24 hours to, like, get a good night's sleep, get a few things organized. And uh, Mother Nature and Mother Cruise did, they had their own plans, bro. So we get up and she's having numero uno. It's going well. We get a few things organized and it's like go time. We get the pot of coffee rolling and it took about an hour for number two to show up. So I'm sweating and I'm just patting her and like calming her down. And the first one's nursing and we're, we're doing well, but here comes number two. And number two is quickly followed by number three. And she cleans them and is nursing them and all is good so wait, wait, wait
1: I, let me stop you real quick so I, when maybe a week and a half two weeks prior to that they uh ollie and elizabeth took Cruz to the vet to get all checked out make sure everybody's healthy and good to go they didn't say that there was a lone duck dozen in there did they
0: yeah no you're good good point dude so we so didn't know how many
1: x-rays. Yeah, yes yeah, okay yeah go there yeah,
0: so we we took X-rays and Cruz was big old, you know. All due respect to pregnant ladies, but she was pregnant, big girl, and and so the vet took X-rays and it just looked like a mass of puppies in there. And she's like, I see six or seven. So we were banking on six or seven. So here comes number three, and the and she she was like consecutive. It'd be like boom, boom, and then we'd wait. And then one would come out and like five minutes later, here comes another. And so we had one, about an hour and change. We had two and then an hour and change. And then it was like six, seven. And I'm like, okay, cool. You know, we're we're at our seven. Like this wasn't that bad. It's like 8 a.m. now or something. Right. And here comes number eight. And I'm like, you gotta be kidding me, this is amazing. Now everybody's off to work and I'm sitting here like taking care of this situation. And um
1: now what does that mean? When com- you say like taking care of like are you just kinda patting her, keeping her watered yeah. up and feeling good and as comfortable as possible?
0: Basically, comfort as possible and making sure puppies are nursing and she's cleaning them and yeah, just being there. Like if in case of an emergency you want to be there. So right. puppies that come out the wrong way or get stuck or there's certain things that can go wrong. Right. And okay. It's, it's not easy. So you're just watching and you're, you're just there. So, so you're not sitting
1: there with like a catcher's mitt rolling up the sleeves, like, Oh no, line.
0: dude, no joke. Yes. So, <laughs> so like what would happen is she was a phenomenal mother. Like she was on top of it. Supernatural. This awesome. was her first litter. It was her first letter, and she just, nature took over and she knew what to do, but she would have them so, you know, quickly between, you know, uh, six and number seven, there's a two minute window, five minute window that she would be licking and cleaning number five and here's number six. And so she'd push it out and keep cleaning, you know, maybe lick it real quick and then go back to cleaning number five. So I would, there was a couple times where I had to break the sack that they come out in yeah and like stimulate the puppy to take that gasp of air. How, and now how would like, you
1: were were you licking them too?
0: Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so uh no you basically um uh, you rub the puppy vigorously and it's like the mother licking them and they they go from being like kind of wriggly but lifeless to like <sighs> huge gasp, huge big breath and like let out a cry and it's like that was so cool that's unbelievable so one yeah i'm i can't i'm trying hard to describe it right like it it is it is kevin it's so so cool i mean it would have been so, sweet if you
1: did an instagram live but that's okay it's no big deal
0: well next yeah, time you're
1: said done yeah yeah so
0: so number so, eight nine
1: Well, so anyways, now
0: we've had, let's get, take a step back. We've had like maybe five blacks, boom, boom, boom. Now cruise is yellow factored and rage is yellow factored, which means we have the potential and should have yellow puppies. And so I'm like, I want a yellow puppy. I have not had a yellow puppy since my old dog buck. And it's like, you know, lone ducks needs another yellow in the pack again. And, um, so and I don't mean old as in he's passing. I just mean like old buck, right? Like the retired guy that just to chill a little bit more than usual. Yeah. So anyways, I've been itching for a yellow and we've had like five or six puppies now, and boom, here comes a yellow, and it's like a darker colored yellow. And I'm like, Oh yeah, baby. Here we go. Ooh, <laughs> like nice job. And uh and then another black and another black and boom, here comes another yellow. And then another black and boom, here comes another yellow. And I'm like, man, okay, three yellows and a boatload of blacks. And I'm like, this is unbelievable. So long story short, wow, well, it's going to keep going. But the funny part is, so we had number eight and I'm like, wow, we had, you know, one more than the, even the higher end of what the vet said. So yeah. dude, this is like, everybody's healthy. Everybody's feeding, you know, it's beautiful. Um, so I'm like, all right, I'm going to go grab a bite to eat, fill up my coffee. I'll be back cruise. Right. So I run upstairs, make like a sandwich and coffee and I'm back in five minutes and I'm just looking around and like, just checking on them. And I'm like, One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. I was gone five minutes, literally five minutes. And she had had a ninth. So. I'm getting ready to text Allen and Elizabeth after I just said, we had eight, can you believe it? And be like, holy cow, we're having nine. We had nine, and I didn't even hit send, and boom, here comes 10. And I'm like, you got it. What is going on? <laughs> then, dude, it was unbelievable. And then, like, there was a break there where I did think 10 was the number, and she started contracting again, and 11 and 12 came out, and that was it. She slowed down she relaxed. She just went into mom mode and I did a lot of like little cleaning and just checking them out. And it's really important to keep puppies warm in that first, I mean, two weeks really, but longer. And, you know, if if their temperature drops, you're in the danger zone. So, you know, the room is very warm. There's, um, a type of heating pad, uh, that we've incorporated and just we had that like a sauna basically and the puppy strived or you know just thrived excuse me and Cruz was awesome and she fed really well she was nurturing she did her job to the fullest that's so
1: incredible so what like so cruise is good how long do you keep her with the puppies Does she, i mean i've noticed on instagram you give her a little break but like talk me about that like what do you what do you do how do you know when she's like man i need i need some mom r&r yeah um
0: uh i think every female is different and i think the size of the litters makes it a little different as well so 12 is a bigger you know on that big side like real big side uh just to back up also we had six black males three black females two yellow males, and one yellow female. So that's how they broke down. That's um, so
1: many puppies.
0: Dude, it's nuts. They're pooping machines right now.
1: Well, yeah, I bet. I bet that smells great.
0: It's just you got to clean a lot. Yeah. Um, but they, it's good. Anyways, so what, what was your question a second ago?
1: Uh like with Cruz, so uh, you know, obviously she's gonna oh, need some down, yeah, yeah, like some mom time, some downtime, so that she doesn't get upset and I don't know. Or like, well, so like, how do you know she's not gonna roll over one of them? Like, you must really yeah. have to be diligent and on top of it. Uh, it's, yeah, it's unreal. It's partially.
0: It's there's a lot of factors that go into it, so I'll, I'll kind of breeze through them. But like a whelping pen, we actually ended up using a baby pool because I was going to build a whelping pen uh, and she had them a day before and I had just gotten here. So I just didn't have time. So we did a baby pool and we cleaned the baby pool, sanitized it and it worked out wonderfully. Um, Hindsight 2020, I definitely will have a nice whelping pen with some cool features that make it easier as they grow because they busted out of that pool like sooner than normal. You know, they just kind of probably athletic and adventurous puppies. And they're like, I see mom out there. I'm getting it. Yeah. And they climbed out. They figured it out. So anyways, um, Smart pups. yeah, no doubt. Uh, so anyways, she had the ability to get in and out and feed them. But for the first, like two days, I rarely left their side. I'd take care of the big dogs, you know, on the truck and, and in the kennel and I'd do some chores, but it it was about two solid days before I felt like I could leave for a little while and get my job done. And like other people helped take over some chores and we had a lot of help. So with all the help that we had with Cruz and the puppies in those first few days, it was pretty seamless. If you will, as, as chaotic as it was, it was still seamless, but now they're five weeks old. They are wrestling and, Barking and eating real food and Cruz is pretty much weaned off of them or they're weaned off of her. And uh it it's it's so much fun. These next couple days they're gonna venture outside. They're going to get on ducklings, they're gonna get on live pigeons in probably a week or so, week and a half. Um I'm hoping that before they go home March seventeenth weekend that we can have several days in a row, of nice, nice weather and have the pond warm up so that we can maybe get them swimming too. So man, five weeks flew by and they are awesome. I'm so proud of them. I think they're going to do amazing things. And I love this breeding so much. And I'm so excited that I decided to keep a yellow male. So pretty fired up about that add a add a new yellow boy to the mix.
1: Yeah, it'll be cool having a, another yellow on the truck. Uh, yeah, what be- uh what's the what's the game plan? Uh well, actually before we jump to to what the game plan is with the your new your new dog and that's pretty awesome to say. Uh well, I, it's really cool and and we've obviously done a whole lot of like buying dogs and have a lot of our own, but like not everybody does all that with puppies right so like why are you going through the trouble of taking them outside and throwing uh duck wings and pigeons and all that stuff like what that seems like a a big hassle but like why is that i don't know why yeah i get your question
0: uh i mean i think you know the answer but i understand what you're asking so basically you want to do a ton of socialization. So in their first few weeks, we were doing things with these puppies. It's called early neurological stimulation and we're teaching them. They don't even know what's going on, but you're doing things to help develop their brain function and their motor skills uh, so that they have a really great head start before they're even opening their eyes and, and ears. And then the next portion you know the, the next two weeks so two to four weeks we're doing things like banging pots and pans while they're eating and you know handling them even more and the little boys that live at the house uh are nine and seven so with adult supervision they're handling the puppies and letting the puppies crawl on them and nibble them and you know the boys are laughing loudly and you know the puppies aren't afraid they're just getting socialized and it's to me not rocket science but they're not just locked in a whelping room and nobody, they don't see the light of day. It's right. constant, you know, especially it's hard sometimes because of my schedule training the other dogs. But the amount of time I spend with them is, uh, what's the word? Like every minute that I'm with them, we're really doing something to move the ball forward in, yeah. in socializing and giving them a, uh, it's a calculated head, heads up. Yeah, it's, it's, it's calculated,
1: yeah. it's got a it's got a point, it's focused. It's got a purpose. Yeah. Yep, it's got
0: a purpose. No. So then, you know, and again, like the little boys are helping, and that's great. And then they had friends come over and again, under adult supervision, sanitary, all that good stuff, but they're playing with these puppies. And then this week and, and from now five weeks till eight weeks, they're going to get those other next steps introduced to new environments grass, um, dirt, swimming. Uh, We're going to have an outdoor pen that is enclosed and and it's going to have turf and there's obstacles that they can climb on and over and under and into so that you're developing this confident little puppy that no matter what you put in front of him, he's going to be cool because he's sort of in a short period of time been there, done that. And so when the uh, puppy owners get the dog home, And they put them down on a linoleum floor or a hardwood floor. They're not going to like hit the brakes and be like, Whoa, where is this? So, and in the middle of all that, we're going to be throwing them duck wings and we're going to be letting them chase a wing clip pigeon to just unlock and turn that light bulb on and flip that switch to show them, Hey, this is what you were born for a little guy or a little girl. Um, and I'm really excited about that, that stuff we will do on social media. There's no way that I will miss, you know, filming that and sharing that with everybody. Uh, and I'm excited to see who the first puppy is to like, take that dive into the water and and chase down the the pigeon first. I'm sure there's going to be a clear winner, but I know just judging by these puppies, it's going to be, uh, they're all exceptionally they're just they're just cool little dogs. So
1: that's awesome, but, man. I got a big smile on my face. That's pretty. I'm I'm jealous, um, but I'm looking forward to seeing all that stuff with everybody else. I mean, that's so cool and so yeah. Uh, it's just nobody hates a puppy. I mean, no, nah, it's nah, just, You got to be awesome. a
0: real cold soul yeah. to hate a puppy. But so, uh, uh,
1: your puppy, yeah. So how did you? I know you said, and I know you've always wanted another one, but like this one popped out. And you started getting the feels for, I think I need a new dog.
0: Yeah. I mean, so I kind of told myself if we had X amount of puppies, I won't be able to keep one. I just, you know, we need to cover some of the costs of the litter and things like that, where it just doesn't make financial sense to, 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 take one right like i yeah. shouldn't be that selfish especially since i co-own the the, the you know crews and so it's not just my decision and then all of a sudden it's like 12 it's like a oh, heck yeah i'm gonna be selfish <laughs> <laughs> i'm totally gonna be selfish now so then i was weighing between the yellow male and the yellow f- or like a yellow male and a yellow female right the yeah, one that yeah. we had
1: and but similar in color
0: No. So that's where I'm going to go with it is um, the yellow boys were a darker yellow and the yellow girl is a lighter colored yellow. And my first dog, Buck, is a lighter colored yellow. And I was hoping for a darker yellow. So this is my chance to have a dog that I've bred that I'm thrilled about and excited about uh, its future. And like, holy cow, it's the darker yellow that I tried to, you know, get eight years or almost nine years ago um so he's not like fox red or anything he's not uh crazy dark he's just going to probably err on the side of a darker shaded yellow yeah so i'm fired up about that and the little yellow female is super nice too like she is a ball buster in the pen he (laughs) loves to eat she's the first one digging into dinner yeah um and she just rough houses and plays and is super social so she's going to be cool because the other good part about this is uh, a client of mine named Dale. Dale bought her. So she's going to live in Syracuse, New York, and I'll get to help train her and see her all the time and watch her develop alongside Brew. And then another oh, client. What? Oh.
1: Just to unveil the name? Still? Drew?
0: What did I say? Dude, I did. I My bad. So. Um, I weighed a lot of different, uh, options on names and I think, I think I'm 99% sure I'm going to name the dog brew like uh, a beer, cold beer. So it's just a cool name. There's not many or any out there that I know of. And I think we're going to call him lone ducks. One more drink. So I like that old brew dog, man. So I'm excited. So Dale's getting the little yellow girl. I'm keeping a brew dog. And then the other yellow male is going to stay and train until duck season. So I'm going to raise that puppy for the client. So we're going to have a lot of lone duck pups on social media to watch develop and and grow.
1: That's pretty Um, exciting. We'll have to do some videos and uh, create a lot of teachable moments with their first everything, man.
0: Yeah, I'm excited. I think it's going to be fun to, to watch. So let's jump into a different subject, but it does kind of have to go around the lone duck dogs and the the breeding program that I'm developing. Um, So I bought a dog, I don't know, maybe four months ago. Her name's Piper, and she's a
1: cool dog. I got no complaints about Piper. She is. She's awesome, man. I like her.
0: Yeah, I know. Me too. But what I'm developing is a family dog gun dog master hunter material like hard charging but with an off switch that is built kind of like that classic um athletic lab so not the english or anything but just big strong muscles yep high drive but with an off switch for the home so that people can have a house dog and a bad to the bone gun dog and to be honest with you piper exceeds Bad to the bone gun dog. She is so high drive, so fired up that I feel like unless you are an experienced handler and trainer, she'd be very challenging for someone to get their first gun dog. And I mean like real challenging. So Oh, I know. I we had it.
1: I had her at the house for a week. Yeah, no doubt. So Jeez. she's she's a lot to handle. Awesome, but a lot to handle is a good way to put it. She just got a lot of energy and a lot of a lot of sure. get up.
0: There was a lot of positives that she has. So she's never met a stranger. She loves to retrieve. She's loves to swim. I mean, there's a lot of positives about Piper, but at the end of the day, if I bred her and we had 12 puppies, nine of those 12 are probably going to be little demons, fire breathing dragons, and for the people who want a lone duck dog, I don't. Think that they will be able or want to handle something of that, like nuttiness, right? Yeah. So we posted her for sale literally today. Um, she's improved a very you know a solid amount while well, she's been with me. She's been cool, but because I don't want to have something that high drive in our breeding program, we found her a new home. Someone from Alabama bought her. Uh, I guess pending deposit and payment and all that jazz, but. You know, Real quickly, we found someone who wants a Master Hunter qualified all-age female, and she has that kind of talent and natural ability to do it. She just needs more training uh, to get there. So really excited for her future with this new owner, and it just goes to show that we're not just, you know, I'm trying to do everything perfect, right? Like I have a vision, I'm executing that vision, and I want to provide people who get a Lone Duck Dog the something that i would want to own in my home and in my duck blind and if piper is more of the field trial lines and high drive and crazy crazy then she can go where someone is going to really truly appreciate that and want that for their you know program where mine i just want i want that but i also need that off switch so you know she's a cool dog um i'll miss her she was fun to work with but it's kind of onto the young pup for now and, and the client dogs and, and Mamp and Cruise, So we'll see where this goes. But, you know, I'm happy that she's got a, a cool home that's going to run her in some, some tests and trials.
1: That'll be cool. We'll have to stay on top of that and uh, follow her through her little journey there. But, yeah, um, no doubt. man, I want to hear I, a lot of people have been following along with a few exciting hunts that you've had down south. You, you yeah. have... A unique opportunity to hunt in some different places. uh Tell me about them. You've also done a youth hunt recently. I mean, you've had a lot of action.
0: Yeah. I, so maybe I had. I think I got to hunt three times when I got down here.
1: Yeah, but they've been three um, badass hunts. That is true,
0: no doubt about <laughs> yeah, that. So don't
1: downplay how cool's been. No, it
0: has been. I. I'm. You're right. I shouldn't. But I mean, it I was, understand the puppies, you've been busy. The yeah. 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 I would have loved to have gotten out more, but we got three really fun hunts in. The first hunt was with Ollie and myself and a friend of ours named Ron, and we put a smackdown on ringnecks. Uh, We had a little scouting report, and the ringnecks were there, and we got up, and we were like, we got to be out of the swamp at 830 okay, cool. It's an hour and a half to shoot. You know, you pop a few birds, let's, you know, it's better than sleeping in. Right.
1: What, where were you? Like, uh, what type of, were you in a pit blind? Were you on a boat? What were you doing?
0: Yeah. So it was an old flooded rice field, uh, pond type of thing in South Carolina. And he had a very large boat or skiff that looked like a, uh, an Island. I mean, it, it was, it had trees that were zip tied and cut and tied to it. What? Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it, w- it looked like a little mini Island. So it was pretty cool. Uh, we were well camoed up and then we put out two dozen ringneck decoys and a mojo and we sat there and uh, I mean, I got my limit of ring necks. He got his, um, and we got a Drake Mallard and a Drake Canvasback, which I unfortunately did not kill. Ollie <laughs> did, but that was Memphis's first canvas back. so that's a really. Uh, if anybody knows, it's like it's the king of ducks, man. So great trophy for Ollie, great trophy for Memphis. It was a really cool retrieve. Um, that's incredible.
1: So, what? What? Uh, I mean, I guess how did Memphis do? She just crush it.
0: Yeah, I was really proud of her. Um, they're, I forget the type of... It's not seaweed, but, you know, it's like a grass, right? Like a thick... Like a buck brush? Sort water of grass. No, like a thick water grass. Like it's underwater, seaweedy looking. And, and it has a name, and I can't remember it right now. But basically, it looks like water, but as she's going, she's just, like, pulling herself through this thick, dense seaweed. And so she's struggling. So every... 50-yard mark through the decoys really probably felt to her like a 200-yarder, like she chugged. Um, And so she worked really hard. There was maybe three or four blind retrieves where the duck fell behind us, or, you know, Ollie shot it and it sailed on his side of the boat and she was on the other. So she had some really nice blind retrieves that I was proud of. Um, One good cripple, and the rest were shot in the decoys uh he and i were on fire that morning so really proud of that day that helped bump our numbers up and then the following saturday my buddy dave uh who back in the day he and i sold copiers together so that was my first job out of college and after i got done playing rugby in ireland uh, i got home and got a job selling copiers and he and i worked together there and after copiers he joined the army and He's been all over the country and then all over the world for the army. And I've seen him a few times since he's joined, but this was the first time we've gotten a duck hunt in a really long time. So he's now out of the army, living in DC, drove to uh, Charleston and we put him on a few birds and he shot poor. <laughs> throw that out there. Dave, you shot poor, my friend. Damn. Um no, I'm kidding. He shot well. We had some opportunities. We shot a couple of Drake Mallards. Nice. And I'm pretty sure pretty sure Dave shot the only hen. Um and again, we took Memphis on that hunt and she did really well. He he enjoyed watching her. Um it's the first time he got to hunt over Memphis, actually. He's only hunted over Buck.
1: Yeah, well, he's been gone for a while, man.
0: <clears throat> yeah, and actually, dude, the funny story. So in episode one, we talked about the unspoken bond and how lone duck the name lone duck was uh started yeah and dave was on the hunt with me and buck when we killed that lone drake wood duck so man full circle with dave crazy and yep so we had a fun time we went to a couple breweries down here but he enjoyed the hunt i got to show him some south carolina duck hunting and he loved it so enjoyed that and that was the end of like quote unquote my season. Right. Um, I offered my services with guiding, if you will. We had a family come out for youth season, the like last youth weekend, and I ran Ember, who is the chessie on the lone duck crew. And she she's a senior hunter. She just turned two years old, like Monday. Happy and, birthday, Ember. Yeah, big, big old two years old Fremember. <laughs> And she'd only been on a few hunts with her owner, so I bet she might have picked up a dozen birds in her life, right, um, on, on some local Connecticut duck hunts. Yep. She's pheasant hunted with him, she's ran senior tests, but actual duck hunts, you know, he might pop a wood duck here or there and, you know, jump shoot here or there. And so some of her, she just... You just blew him in,
1: by the way. He's going to call you and bust your balls
0: I know. I'm going to hear about that, too. (laughs) That's fine. Whatever. Yeah.
1: So it's a good experience uh, for her, then.
0: So it was a good experience. Plus, I figured these youth hunts, like, it's going to be great for steadiness. They're going to pop off a bunch of rounds, and she's not going to get to retrieve because they're going to miss. Well, I was wrong. This little (laughs) eight-year-old dude. So I don't know about your state, like, everybody's state, like, how old the kids have to be or what they've got to do to shoot but this kid was eight years old dad was helping him you know super safe he got one shell in the gun um ember and i were outside of the blind kind of sitting behind them so like he couldn't point the barrel at anything he you know wasn't ready to shoot right right. and this kid was lights out no way smoking them Really. Um, so I think she got like six or seven retrieves. No um, way. Co- yeah, a couple cripples and, and like there were other people that were shooting throughout the marsh so we went and got their cripples and um so it wasn't just that kid shooting over his limit. But yeah, yeah, um yeah. but you know what I mean? Like I think he knocked down three mallards and two of them were blinds and then we walked the swamp and like, oh, we got one over here. All right, let's go find it. And that's so and she cool. did it. Yeah, she did really, really well. She has a great nose on her. Um, It was fun. It was really, really fun. I was proud of her and I I enjoy, I basically raised Ember for Jack. Um, He had a baby right around the time she came and just long story short, I raised her and I've got a special place in my heart for her and to take her on a hunt where we got to show her off and have fun with her was, was really
1: cool, so and she's a lover too she's a good uh, she's a great all-around dog I feel like and so I'm sure the kids love loving up on her and and getting to meet other people around the swamp I mean that's it's so funny how it can be such like a I don't know sometimes you think about hunting and and you think it's kind of like a solitary like go out and and do your thing and it's you and your dog and whatever but it can totally be like such a social event and uh, I mean having a dog only really brings people even closer it's It's just awesome. I love it. So, so cool.
0: Yeah, I think the boy was eight and the the daughter was, let's say, 10 or 11. And I mean, she didn't take her eyes off Ember. She was there to watch the dog work and didn't even care to pull the trigger. Uh, I think she tried a few times, but she just was mesmerized watching the dog watch the sky. And she was she was all in on the dog. So, yeah, you're right, man. It's the hunting brings people in and the dogs really help drive new hunters in my opinion like you can go out and sit and duck hunt freeze your butt off and yeah you're hanging out with your buddies but you know when you get to watch a dog do what they're made to do or bred to do and then they're trained well and they're having fun there's nothing that beats it and I think that helps draws um, new hunters in so it was cool it was definitely a good experience for the kids the dog I enjoyed it you know I take a lot of satisfaction I'm blowing the duck call and I'm like, all right, they're coming over here. And oh, get yeah. I was firing them up. You know, I <laughs> <need> them. <laughs> they were like 200 yards away and I'm like, Oh man, they look like they're coming. Yeah. But you're just pumping this kid up, like getting excited, the adrenaline, the you know, the whole aspect of being there and seeing birds in the sky, you know, you could see it. He was fired up and that's that, so the cool. Were happy. You yeah, made a duck hunter as well. Maybe, hopefully that would be cool and i hope he doesn't take any of my
1: spots in the future (laughs) i won't
0: tell him any of my honey holes
1: yeah wow hey he's probably uh is he listening hey you back off yeah hey you eight year old (laughs) 10 years from now you lay off oh
0: man um but yeah dude i'm telling you the sabbatical of of the podcast you know we'll wrap this thing up yeah I, i feel like we We were definitely due with the puppies and the hunts and the new crew of dogs, but it also gave us time to relax, enjoy family time and the holidays and a little bit of the rest of duck season. And then I've been full tilt with the pups and training here in South Carolina. So we've got a lot of great podcasts lined up, a lot of great guests. We're going to do some more Q and A's. So that will be really fun. So stay tuned. Hey, if you love the show, please do Kevin and I a favor. Give us the old five-star review. Give us a subscribe. Stick with us. Follow us on Instagram at Lone Duck. Uh, On Facebook, it's Lone Duck Outfitters and Kennels. And, dude, we will see you all in the next episode. Thanks for listening hey do me a solid if you enjoy the show if you enjoy our instagram if we've helped you at all join patreon.com forward slash lone duck outfitters if you do it before september of 2023 you're gonna enter to win a hunt with me and kevin and a bunch of other patreon members down in missouri we're gonna smack some ducks have some fun do a seminar with our dogs and have a great time but jump into patreon.com forward slash lone duck outfitters links in the description and join the community that helps me help you help your dog.